The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. We're going to kick things off uh, with a conversation about Robbie Keane. So you might have uh, seen these comments in the Irish Examiner from Mary Lou MacDonald, uh, Uchtaran Sinn Féin today, who suggested that he should reconsider his position, his job at Maccabi Tel Aviv. He's the manager there of the football team in Tel Aviv in Israel. According to Mary Lou MacDonald, sport and genocide should not mix. Now, it is a decision ultimately uh, for Robbie Keane and he doesn't need me to tell him what's happening in Gaza. Uh, but the, the figures are starting. 20,000 dead, almost 2 million displaced, a litany of suspected war crimes. The IDF accidentally executing hostages and intentionally uh, executing churchgoers. And of course, and people have already been getting in touch on, along these lines, Robbie Keane resigning won't make a blind bit of difference to those numbers. It's hard to know what would cause Benjamin Netanyahu to show restraint, but I doubt the answer is Robbie Keane. At the same time, we all remember fondly the likes of Hugo McNeil and Donald Spring and Tony Ward and Moss Keane for being on the right side of history and refusing to play rugby in apartheid South Africa. So that's why we are talking about this. And 87 106 is the number if you want to get in touch. Yes, in these circumstances, says one listener, all sports players should, in my view, observe a strict boycott of Israel. As somebody else says, as an American, I've often been severely criticised for the ridiculous actions of the United States government, which I have strongly disagreed with and opposed. We need to be careful to not judge every American being in support of the horrific actions of the Israeli government. I am sure many Israelis are opposed to what their government is doing. So I think Mary Lou is out of line. And somebody else says it's pathetic to look for Robbie Keane to quit his job. I presume Mary Lou will want every Irish person who works in other jobs in Israel to quit as well. 087-1400-106. Robbie Keane was asked about this when he actually took up the job initially. So it has always been a controversial uh, appointment, not just since October 7th. Here he is talking about uh, uh, politics and sport mixing when he was unveiled as the Maccabi Tel Aviv manager. As you said there, um, I don't want to get into politics. And I think this is the last time I'll say I, I certainly do not want to get into politics. I'm here as a football man and someone that loves the, loves the game. So I will certainly just focus on that. But that's thanks good. for your question. That's good to hear. That was uh, Robbie Keane uh, in June when he was unveiled as the Maccabi Tel Aviv uh, manager. Uh, Councillor David McManus is with me, a Fine Gael councillor in South Dublin County Council, as is Breed Smith, the People Before Profit TD for Dublin South Central. Uh, Breed, do you think it is possible to entirely separate sport and politics as Robbie Keane would like to do? I don't, and I think the historical experience shows us that it's not. And you just quoted a very good example yourself on the question of South African apartheid. And hats off to those who did boycott uh, South African rugby at the time because it's not about one individual or one game or one product. It's an accumulative effect of boycott, divestment and sanctions that will put the pressure on Israel to stop uh, the genocide, to stop uh, the creation of an apartheid state and uh, to listen to world opinion on this because there has to be Um, outcomes for their actions. There has to be consequences. And I wouldn't put all this at all on the shoulders of Robbie Keane, but I'd put it on the shoulders of everybody, uh, particularly people who are well-known, who well represent this country in terms of their legacy in football, arts, academia, literature, whatever it is, the boycott divestment and sanctions applies to all of those 
um, all of those areas, as does the boycott on food and production of computers and all the rest of it. And it is about the accumulative effect. But so I would be calling and have on Twitter called on Roy Keane to give up his job and to do the decent thing. Now, it might be the case that he's tied into a very expensive contract that he can't afford to walk away. But he hasn't said that. And it would be nice to know. But I think that it's about having a principal stand and an accumulative principal stand of as many people in the human race as we can to put pressure on this inhuman conduct by the Israeli government. Yeah, uh, uh, thus far, uh, Robbie Geed ha- hasn't said anything. He did flee the country, along with uh, all other expats in Israel after October 7th for some time, but he has been uh, back in the country uh, now and welcomed back because they are doing actually quite well in a, a European competition, Maccabi Tel Aviv. Uh, Councillor David McMahon, as I mentioned, is, is with me as well. Uh, David, do you think Robbie Keane should consider, reconsider his position? Karen, firstly, I just ask, where is Mary Lou? Like Sinn Féin are usually at every four crossroads, seven days a week, lecturing others until they're challenged and they go into hiding. I'll put it to you like this. Uh, Robbie Keane was a brilliant Irish soccer player. And now today, he's no different to any other Irish citizen in choosing how and where he works. Um, right now, there's Irish people working in Israel, living in Israel and supporting the Israeli economy. There's deep trade links between Ireland and Israel, including trade and technology, aircraft and agriculture. There's people listening to your show right now that work for multinational companies in Ireland that trade daily with Israeli firms. And are we really suggesting that all these Irish people are to end all commercial arrangements with Israel? The point I'm making is that Robbie Keane is not uh, by any means unique and given his strong public profile, he's an easy target for Sinn Féin to lecture and to try and set as an example. And this goes right back before the recent escalation conflict between Hamas and Israel. Robbie Keane was a target for Sinn Féin once he announced he was going to be the new manager of Maccabi Tel Aviv uh, earlier this summer. Do you think Hugo McNeil and Donald Spring and Tony Ward and Moss Keane should have played rugby in apartheid South Africa with the rest of the Irish team? Um, we know what uh, apartheid looks like in South Africa. Um, it was oppression um, against uh, an entire group of people for decades. Um, and when we look at uh, Israel, um, we should be clear um, that at the mo- at currently there is no systemic nor institutional segregation against the Palestinian people. We don't see it on the buses. We don't see it in schools. We don't see it uh, in Arab people going to vote or looking for jobs. Arab people in Israel have full voting rights and there are Arab representatives elected to the Israeli parliament. So I think the term apartheid is a, a simple term to use, but it can be quite misleading. So those rugby players shouldn't have played rugby, but Robbie Keane should stay working in Israel. I yes. think when we hear this sort of la- when we hear this sort of language being used, uh, it's a very simple but misleading term. Well, no, I didn't. Apartheid. I didn't use apartheid to describe Israel. I, I, I described apartheid South Africa. I just want to be sure. You, yes, they were right to boycott South Africa, but Robbie Keane shouldn't boycott Israel. I'm not trying to catch you out. Is that yes. just that's no, your no, position? No, I think. I think- yeah, and we have to be fair and proportionate. Arab people in Israel have, are full citizens, same as Israeli citizens. They have full voting rights and they're represented in the Israeli parliament, in military positions, in judiciary and across professions. They have the same voting rights okay. as Arab representatives uh, and they elect Arab, Arab representatives into the Israeli parliament. Breed, pre-October 7th, were you and others guilty of, of exaggerating so the discrimination against Arabs in Israel? 
Uh, no, I just I'm, I'm really quite amazed that you I forget the guy's name that's on the call here. David I'm McManus. That's his analysis. Um, he's obviously a big supporter of the Israeli state. Obviously, doesn't know the history of Palestine and the Nakba, and the you know continued decade after decade uh, ex- ex- expulsion of Arab people because of the illegal settlements, and they are still illegal no matter what way the cookie crumbles. He either knows these things and doesn't want to acknowledge them, or he knows more about Israel than he does about anything else. And he knows a lot about Israel. And he said there that, uh, you know, he mentioned all the industries, all of the trade, all of the various areas that we are connected with Israel. And this is why the boycott, sanctions and divestment movement is important. We do actually have a bit of muscle power here to be able to tell Israel there are consequences for your actions. You cannot continue with this genocide. You cannot continue to slaughter people on the West Bank and to arm the settlers who are pushing people off their land and killing them at the same time. Nor can you continue to cause a famine that is going to obliterate 1.5 million people. Half of Palestine currently are starving. That is just not acceptable. Unless he thinks it is and wants to go back and uh, we, we changed the discussion to the Irish famine in, in, in 1847. And that, that was OK for the Brits to do that. Look, I, I'm, I'm appalled by what he's saying, but he has his point of view and he's entitled to it. I'm giving you mine. And even before October the 7th, there was decades of uh, apartheid behaviour. Has he ever heard of the apartheid wall? that runs for miles and miles and miles and straddles many parts of Israel and the West Bank and Gaza in order to create a separation between the Palestinian people and the Israeli state. They don't have equal rights. They are not treated the same. And a blind man could see that. Davis, is it still your contention that, you know, uh, Arabs are treated equally as Jewish citizens in Israel? Kieran, I'm not condoning everything that Israel uh, is doing or has done in the past. But to go right to this point about trade, uh, there is an opportunity for the Irish government and the EU to use trade and aid. And this is a point that's made by uh, Antisha Leo Redcar. If we are serious about a two-state solution and ending this conflict, um, Ireland and the EU should be saying to Israel, our existing and future trade is contingent on allowing a Palestinian state to be established, which the Palestinian people deserve. And we should be saying to Palestine, any aid from Ireland or the EU is contingent on you respecting democracy, respecting human rights and cracking down on terrorism. There is a role for the Irish government and the EU to lead on. That's where our focus should be. And there is a position here from people before profit that they have their own record to answer for. They appear unable to consider the legitimate existence of the Israeli state, that Israel has a right to defend itself and that we need a two-state solution to finally bring an end to this long-running conflict. And I note there was a TD from people before profit only recently calling for an intifada and to bring down the Israeli state. I'm going to put, I'm going to put that to Breed Smith, whether, whether she does recognise that, that right of Israel to exist um, uh, uh, absolutely in, in a moment. But can I just put one of her points to you? I mean, you talked about equality and, and, and a lack of discrimination and oppression um, within Israel to Arab citizens. I mean, how then do you describe the kind of wanton killing of Palestinians in the West Bank and the illegal seizure of their lands? I mean, that's not people before profit who say that. Correct. 
I'm not, I'm not condoning that. I'm not condoning every action by Israel uh, throughout their history or in recent times in the recent conflict. I'm not condoning everything. Uh, there is wrongdoing here on both sides. And in Ireland, we can be a unique, uh, neutral voice trying to bring both sides to the table. But the language we hear from people for profit will not bring uh, a peaceful settlement, okay. bring about a two-state solution. Breed, do you recognise Israel's right to exist? No, the, the Israeli state was created as an act of the uh, British when they withdrew from Palestine. The Balfour Declaration was all about handing over power to settlers and creating a state that would then be loyal to the imperial powers. As it happens, it has become the watchdog for US imperialism in the Middle East. And that is why the US funded more than they do any other so, country. So you don't, you don't recognise its right to exist? No, not, not, not as it currently exists. I recognise the right of Jewish and Christian and Arab and Palestinian and Muslim people to live side by side, as they did for centuries. And it was imperialism that caused the divide and cemented the divide through the Balfour Declaration, which handed all the land... Well, there was also the a Jewish desire for their own homeland. I'm not of absolving course. the Brits of responsibility, absolutely not. And you're right to, to point about the, the mess they made and quickly wash their hands of it. But... Um, there was a Jewish desire for, for, for their own homeland and sanctuary within that homeland. We should recognise that. Absolutely. Well, the, there's one thing is for certain, that the Jewish population, particularly in Eastern Europe and across Europe in general, as witnessed by the Holocaust, deserved to be treated with respect and not to be hounded and persecuted and the level of, um, the level of racism against them that led to the Holocaust. That was absolutely not on. But that's not the fault of the Palestinian people. And that didn't give anybody the right to go in and say, Palestine no longer exists. Here is a Jewish state for Jewish people. And those who rule it can do what they like to the Palestinians, which is what has happened. Reed Smith, People Before Profit TD for Dublin South Central Councillor David McManus, Fine Gael Councillor in South Dublin County Council. Thank you both very much. I am shocked and worried from what I am hearing from Mary Lou and the other left-wing politician I hear talking about Robbie Keane, says one listener. I'm not a supporter of Israel or Hamas and in truth, I think we have enough to worry about in our tiny little island. Do we think most countries care less what we think. Paul in Dublin says, if Robbie left his job, he would be sued should we criticise Irish companies who trade with Israel. This shows how unsuitable Mary Lou MacDonald is for a government. I don't think he should resign to somebody else. They'll just replace him and nothing will change. And lots of support, it has to be said, for Robbie Keane's position. Uh, Robbie Keane should stay where he is. He should not be a pawn of the political hard left. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.